3: Go to BlueNile.com
2: and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN.
3: And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's
0: Lindergaard making for his pedal.
2: Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found by via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Mannert,
3: after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield
2: could turn away from Trump. Goal. Are you welcome to the Glovers Cast? We're back as a trio once again. Ben, Dave, welcome back. How are you doing?
3: Wonderful. How are you?
2: I'm all right. I'm all right. I feel it feels like an eternity since we've spoken.
3: Just the three of us. Yeah, it does, yeah. doesn't it? We've had to keep borrowing third voices or whatever it was. I think I think we should start off by saying, if any Glovers Cast listeners haven't heard some of the interviews that we've been uh, we've been lucky enough to get over the last couple of uh, last couple of weeks please go back and check them out kevin's all was wonderful value i thought your guys chat with hugo rodriguez was wonderful i'm still slightly gutted i couldn't be on that call myself um, obviously ben smith was good value i like ben smith because he was a, a generation a little bit before me i felt like i learned when i listened to ben smith i was learning about a little bit of history obviously we had a great chat about gary johnson didn't we with, uh, with the gang as well so yeah if you haven't heard any of those podcasts do do take time to go back and download them and listen to them because they are really good value. And the lads should be uh, very proud of yourselves for organising and, and doing those doing those interviews. Well played, gentlemen. Oh. Well
1: played to you as well. Yeah, for the, the, the Kevin Gold one, I did really enjoy. Um, we were uh, we were we were chatting whilst uh, whilst we were talking and just saying it's just uh, let's just let let Kevin talk. And uh, this is this is brilliant whilst he was uh, he was chatting away. another. Another good one down memory lane, but, um, there was plenty of in it, in it for the, for the now as well, wasn't there as well as the memories of so, good
2: stuff to hear. Yeah. No, I, and yeah. I think what stuck out for me in your interview with Gourley was what, a uh, how passionately he speaks about Yeovil Town and, you yeah. know, he's been away for a long time. You know, it's been, you know, many, many years, um, and you know he sort of said oh, he sort of left under a cloud as well. He wasn't happy with being let go by Steve Thompson. Oh, um, and you know what, what an ambassador he could be for for Yeovil Town. Just the way he speaks about the club, the way you know he wanted wants to support the players, and you know has provided players through the agency and stuff as well. Like, um, yeah, great, great to listen to. What a man.
3: I like how he kind of offered himself up as an ambassador. He didn't kind of say. You know, um, he didn't. He he, he said it flat out. Uh, you know, we can be an ambassador. Our era, that era, can do anything for this football club. Skillos still there, obviously, but you know, all those lads who talked about doing anything for the club, and, and I like that term ambassador. This football club might need an ambassador or two uh, to kind of just regenerate a bit of uh, a bit of love and and support. And uh, if, if there is such a role, if there is a place for an ambassador type thing, maybe off the back of a legends game. Whenever it may end up happening, you know, yeah, Kevin Gall would be front and center for me because, like it's like he said, he's a fan. He's a fan. He has no connection to Yeovil, born or bred, but he came here because of the connection he had with supporters at the time and the success that he and that group had. He's a Yeovil fan now, which is you know it says a lot about him and his character. And I think I think he's right. I think the club should be using those those ambassador type positions to its advantage when they are just absolutely right there
2: yeah definitely you know you see a lot of bigger clubs don't you? you know arsenal are always tight with ian wright and um patrick via and all those sort of legends who really were really successful at the club they use them united use them don't they? it's yeah it's one of those things that you know if, if they're nearby well we know a few of them are still you know in the town um use them use them should we talk about the current lot then? We've we've made a few signings, yeah. We've yeah, made a power. few more of the current lot. We've actually got what's looking to be a, a you know, the, the squad building's going quite nicely, I would say. Um, you know, we've brought in Morgan Williams, Charlie Wakefield, Grant Smith, Mark Little, Jordan Barnett, and today it, there was a story over in the, which paper was it? Belfast. Belfast, Belfast Telegraph? Telegraph. Yeah. Yeah, that um Del Gorman of Glen Torren Glenn Toran. Glenn I don't know. <laughs> <Very> <laughs> Apologies to our Northern Irish <laughs> listeners for that,
3: uh, that horrendous effort. I was going to have a go, but I knew I would butcher it. So ben Carpers. Um... <laughs> <laughs> no. We're going
1: to
2: have to cut this. We're gonna...
3: <laughs> Unbelievable.
2: Um, uh, now we're sucking on diesel. Uh, Ex-Stevenage as well. Ex-Stevenage. So there's the there's where that the one's coming from. Yeah. Yeah, what what do you make of what we've done so far, Ben? You you can talk first. Do, should we work our way from the back? I mean, how do you want to play this? I wonder if we go through the actual, you know, the squad and you know we could start picking a team a little bit, couldn't we?
3: Well, I think I think that's a good place to start because I can't remember the last time we were before pre season and we could pick a team and a bench if this lad Sal, uh Gorman starts, does sign. I make that a bench and one. I make that, that we've already got to leave somebody out if you include the keeper Max Evans and the youngster Toby Stevens. Mm. So we'd already have to leave someone out because of the numbers that we've sold, uh, signed, and that's before you talk about loans. Before you talk about probably needing at least one striker, if not two. So this is a squad. It's an actual squad. We have to hope it's good enough. We have to hope it's it's capable of uh, doing doing exactly what we um, we want it to come the end of the season. But Factoring things like Josh Staunton returning from long-term injury, hopefully the injury itself drying up, and potential for Lawson Daff to get back involved if his rehab goes well the, the, um, during preseason, things like that. You know, this is it's you know it's a squad. We we don't know how good they are as a squad, and we'll we'll judge them on on their results and, and whatever else when the season rolls around. But it's quite nice, and it's something that we've said on the podcast. Let's get set early. Let's get a spine set early and kind of go into the start of pre-season knowing for the vast majority where we sit and then maybe sprinkle a few loan deals and whatever sort of towards the end of preseason when when clubs in higher divisions are happy to, to let their squads be finalised. So yeah, I'm quite I'm quite happy with the with the progression. Not finished, not by a long shot. We'll we all know that and you need more than sixteen players to win a to win a league or to get promoted or to knock on the doors of the playoff. But it's okay to be very cautiously slightly optimistic at our position very cautiously
1: slightly optimistic i like that i i and i am pleased to see some experience in there as well obviously we all know about the players that we we lost but you can see already from what everybody said including what kevin Gould told us um last week around uh, mark little sounds like that kind of uh, player. i mean uh, Grant Smith in gold as well from what we've heard of our uh, our friends at, uh, at Chesterfield seems like uh, you know a good solid signing as well so a bit of experience in there and obviously Matt Worthington re-signing as well is um, is a is a big boost I think um so yeah good to good to see some experience but there's also you know some some players that we we don't know so much about i mean Jordan Barney uh, seems to be well Depends who you listen to, doesn't it? But not not county fans seem to think he, he, he did all right. Some things seem to think that he's that banger of a goal he scored against us at their place was the best thing he did. So we'll we'll see what he's all about. Charlie Wakefield don't really remember him at um uh when he played against us for Bromley. But yeah, there's a you can see a mix of youth and experience um building here. Um so Yeah, I suppose it depends. Do they all stay fit? Do they all stay? You know, are they all the you know hit the ground running? It will come down to a a lot of factors, won't it? But say getting it, getting these players in early is um, is what we wanted, so you can't complain about that.
2: Who who are we most excited about so far?
1: I'd say personally, Worthington resigning. I know a lot of people have talked about Mark Little, and I'll be honest with you, my. Like play ignorant and not really know a great deal about him he's obviously got a great you know pedigree um and he's an experienced player and i think if he can stay fit um which seems to have been an issue that he's had um then I, I, he could be he could be fantastic couldn't he i know a lot of people pointed to his injury record Bristol rovers fans and <laughs> got caught he he's not afraid to jump back on social media is he against uh, people who talk about his injury record so maybe I shouldn't say too much but I do remember Knox County fans saying the same thing about Carl Dickinson as well and he did all right didn't he for us?
3: Yeah the correct answer is Matt Worthington re-signing, that is definitely the most exciting thing of the the lot so far. I like how Darren Sahl has kind of given him a bit of a challenge you know, what he needs to bring to the team, sort of a new, uh, let me find the quote here, Matt and I discussed in real depth what he needs to bring to this new team, a player that affects the outcome of games. I like the fact that he's been given a bit of a challenge to be a little bit more consistent, a little bit more involved, because I think we've all seen it, that it's very much something that he's capable of. So, yeah, I'm very excited to have Matt Worthington back on. I feel that, again, adds to that spine that I've referred to a couple of times. For me, in terms of the new lads, I, I do like a goalkeeper. And uh, Grant Smith is someone that uh, feels like he knows this division, knows this sort of level. He's been around the block a, a few times at, at different at different clubs. He's obviously had bits and pieces of Football League with Lincoln and things like that, but sort of 100-odd games for, for Boreham Wood, I think it was. Um, Maidstone, uh, and then Welston, but never played, and then went to Chesterfield. So he kind of knows this level. I like that. I love that record of 10 clean sheets in 18 games for Chesterfield. I mean, more than welcome to bring that form with you, Grant. If you want, mate. That's that's wonderful stuff. So, yeah, good keeper in the books. I felt like that was always going to be important. And as a bit of a bonus, it's not taking up a loan spot. Last year, obviously, it was always taking up a loan spot in the squad with Adam Smith, who I would have been quite happy to see him back again on a permanent basis. But we've got another one still called Smith. I assume it's just cheaper to keep the shirt. <laughs> it's all already printed. We might as well keep it.
2: Yeah, same um, number.
3: Yeah, same number, same name. It's fine. We'll go with it. Um, so, yeah, for me, Grant Smith of 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 the new lads excites me the most. Um, I think we can can really show something. I think there's going to be real excitement about a few of them. You just need a
2: striker, don't they? We? Well, we've got Ruben Reed. Yeah,
3: true. Sure. Yeah, that's right. <coughs> yeah, that's good, isn't it? Um,
2: that's all we need, I would say. Plenty of, yeah,
3: yeah. plenty of goals in him. Yeah, surely. Yeah, We will not
2: judge Ruben Reid
1: on the goals he scored.
3: No, we will this year.
1: Oh, we will? Oh, right. Okay. <laughs> oh, we've we've said, that, that,
3: all said that all along. I've said that all along. I've said that all along. Last season okay. we wouldn't. This season we will.
1: Right. Okay. Okay.
3: we well. that all along.
1: I, <laughs> I I consider that I'm just daring him to finish top goal scorer with like thirty goals. So uh, yeah, yeah, either way, I can't lose. Supposedly.
2: You're yeah, you're goading him, but either way, you'll you'll either be right or pleasantly surprised, don't you? Or, exactly, you know, yeah, yeah. So how <laughs> that's how you're playing it.
1: Yeah, we do, but we definitely need another striker, don't we? When we look down the list, we look good in midfield, good in defence. Obviously, a lot, a lot of players we were signing were defenders, weren't we? Which must be uh, Darren South thinking. Let's not have another season like last season where you know the, the entire defence was out injured at one point. Um, so yeah, he's definitely got some strength in depth there, isn't he?
2: Yeah. So, I, uh, I think so. I think he's when you look now, Bradley sort of. Bradley looks like he may slot into either midfield or defence. Um, he's sort of your backup right back. Midfielder, I would say. I assume Little's going to be first choice. Um, do, you, do you think? We'll, well, I think. I assume we're going to go for the diamond again. You think so,
3: wouldn't you? Yeah. Um, I think. I think we'll probably start like that. But as we've seen at this level, you need players who are going to be able to do two or three things. Yeah. So you need Bradley to go right back, probably play a bit of right midfield, bit of a holding midfielder. Needs to be when you stick him on the left of the back or you need players that are going to be able to do that. That was always Josh Staunton's role last season. We never got to see it. He was going to be a bit of a defender, a bit of a midfielder. We've got Alby Skendi who can do probably 11, 10 or eleven roles on the pitch. You need you need those players. Charlie Wakefield might end up being one who kind of is able to come on and affect games for twenty minutes in midfield, or maybe just off the striker, maybe just up front as part of a three. Those kind of players you need to allow basically Tom Knowles to have the freedom of Somerset to do whatever the heck he wants. We'll just kind of cover everything behind him. So you want you want players who are going to have flexibility, who are going to have multiple roles on the side. So, yeah, we'll probably start that way. Um, but I think quickly it might turn into, into any one of a number of different formations should be needed.
1: So what team are you playing then? First game, whenever that is. Well, there's a long way to go, yeah, isn't there? Well, go cool. on. Based on what we've got here, <laughs> who would you, who would
2: you, who would you have? Well, we can I'm start. We hand. can start from the front, can't we? So, Reading Quigley. It, yeah. I, I think you're gonna go a midfield four of probably Staunton, Skendy, Worthington, and, and Knowles. Yeah. My back yeah. four is Little, Wilco, Morgan Williams, and um, Barnett, and then Smith in goal. Oh, My all
1: Go on,
3: what was your spend? What was your one change? Is, is your change gonna be the one change same as my change? I'm I'm swapping content for Williams. Uh, yeah,
1: yeah, uh,
3: exactly. Hunt for Williams, yeah. That's that's the same way I'm going. I think I'd like to see a proper partnership form. I think Morgan Williams has been fine whilst he's been with us, but you know, he needs a, a proper season as being a, a first team squad member for, for the for the majority. I think if we ever move to a back three, he automatically slots in as a third centre back. Um so for me, yeah, uh, ten out of the eleven with with Hunt getting involved instead of Williams to start with. Yeah, but it's a good good. I mean, Morgan
1: Williams a great player to have on the bench. If you need, don't
3: we? I, well, that's I what just, I mean. So the yeah. the bench is Evans as a goalie. You've got Morgan Williams as as your defensive cover with Alex Bradley doing some of the wider stuff. You've got you've got Toby Stevens as a midfielder. You've got who else have you got? If his new lad comes Wakefield. in, Wait Wake, Waitfield possibly Gorman. Um, I
2: got names now. That's about what it. I it? Um oh, that, I think that is it, isn't it? I think that's it, yeah. Bradley, did you say Bradley? Yeah, Bradley was a yeah. 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 That's it. But
1: as we say, there's still there's still more to come, isn't there? Yeah, exactly. Hopefully.
2: Yeah, I think I'd you know, I'd like a... we'd all like a Murphy esque striker, wouldn't we? Someone yeah. who can, you know, get in behind and and you know likes to run at players and and you know a real snappy striker's one that we'd hopefully be in the market for so hopefully in the next couple of weeks or so we'll have some news along those lines that would be that'd yeah, be hopefully. good i i guess you know it's always one of those isn't it we i don't know a lot of these players that we've signed other than that barnett scored a good goal against us once um yeah. <laughs> you know it's hard to it's hard to know how we're going to be, it? isn't it? I think one of the questions we've had is, you know, I predict where we'll finish, but... We're it. Yeah. Well, I mean, in in a perfect world... Well, in a perfect world, we're going to win it. But... Um, what what are your hopes? What are your hopes for the season? You know, last year, it was don't go down, don't go bust. And so far, we haven't gone down. Um, so... What, what do we want to see? What are we thinking the building is the, the the you know the squad building is is looking at so far?
1: I I think it's got to be competitive, hasn't it? You got to be pushing for the playoffs. I, I think if we don't make the playoffs this season, that will be a failure, a disappointment. Um, if we don't make the playoffs and and let's be honest that's going to be tough because there are some very good sides in this league and some very good sides spending some decent money as well yeah this is what i'm thinking who didn't go up
2: who didn't go up
1: (laughs) well exactly yeah
2: notts county chesterfield Chesterfield, torquay wrexham you know
1: add Southend, grimsby in there as well
2: yeah that's six out of two
1: (laughs) yeah and then there'll always be a sutton won't there who uh Nobody expects and then uh, appear from nowhere
2: maybe we'll be the Sutton
1: you know maybe the, we'll the,
2: well. the talk is our budget is you know less I think we've had our last of our EFL payments so there's no more of that and you know we're we're we've had to do the work to find out about you know the um uh, the money we got from sport England the loan so you know money's obviously tight. Money's obviously tight, and you say money's tight, and then we keep signing players.
1: So yeah, there's got to be money somewhere. Yeah, isn't there? someone's got to be doing
2: something. Well, but we're not, we're not paying for them, are we?
1: This Gorman sounds like he might have been paid for, but uh, no, I take your point. You here. look at,
2: you know, you look at the players who have gone out, and how many, how much we were paying them. Oh yeah, none of these players are going to be. Uh, you wouldn't think any of these players are going to be on Reese Murphy, Charlie Lee, Jimmy Smith money, are they? No. No, 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 no! They're all coming well, up. Fine. They're all coming up rather than coming down.
3: Yeah, which gives them a little bit of a different, um, different hunger, different reason to, to to go for it. Absolutely. You know, a, a couple of the guys I know, I know they're in. I know they're in signing interviews, but they're saying the right things. You know, Mike Little says, "I've probably got one more promotion left in me before I call it a day, so I've come here to do that." Charlie Wakefield says, you know, I've signed this club, I don't want to play in the National League, so I've signed for Oval to try and get out of it. Um, you know, say saying, saying the right things, it is just saying the right thing. Of course it is. Um, and you have to actually have to go and do it. But clearly they're there for for the for that reason, to try and, and get up there towards that top seven. And I think I think that has to be the target. I'm not gonna quite go as far as to say it's a complete failure if we if we If we don't make it, if we finish 8th, ninth, or whatever, it's not a complete failure. The failure would be not ever looking like it. If we fall just short, look, it'll be tough, it'll be gutting, but you kind of understand it. But say the right things, say the right actions, play the right attacking football and go for it. Try and win every game and let's see how close we can go. Because if you can be ever so quietly kind of maybe sort of optimistic at this point, well, that's a good place to start. So, yeah, let's let's aim for those playoffs. Yeah, they're a good team, so are we.
1: What do you think, Ian? Uh,
2: I'm I'm leaning. I I think need to get playoffs. If we don't, I, I agree. If we don't get playoffs, that the season will <laughs> failure is a big word, but you know, I wouldn't be happy with us finishing outside the playoffs and no. would think it would be time for change yeah you know three yeah that that's just you know that's just how I feel if, if you if the manager will have had three three seasons to get out of the National League albeit something, one something that we've said all along one freakish season um, this yeah. is yeah this is this is you know the be all end all of his time at the club I, w- I would think in terms of taking us forward if we, if we don't if we don't get out of the league if we don't reach the playoffs then time for a new strategy
3: And that's something we've said a lot that's something I've always advocated is we need a proper pre-season a proper schedule a proper you know sort of crack at it to really judge where we are and that's what we're getting this year so there's no there's nowhere to hide there's nowhere to kind of oh yeah but maybe yeah but kind of oh but this kind of happened no we're giving it a fair crack. We will we will judge harshly or positively, because everyone gets a fair crack at it this year. And yeah, don't get me wrong, Rexham are spending cash and Phil Parkinson's a very big statement signing in the dugout there. Of course you've got you've got cash to field and you've got Cashport, other cash based puns are available, <laughs> um, spending money left, right and centre. But that's fine. Um, you know, South End have chucked a few quid at a couple of players. Okay. I'm still, you know, you're going to have to, might have to make it a little bit of them versus us. you might have to make it a little bit of uh I have to go a little bit back to little old Jovo, which I know isn't everyone's favourite thing, but you can have an everyone against us, us versus the world kind of momentum type thing. Maybe we can get somewhere. I think top seven is perfectly doable. We need to get out of the traps quicker. We don't want to be waiting 10, 11 games for our first victory like we did this season. Let's get out of the traps nice and quick. If our first, if our first four fixtures are Chesterfield, Stockport, Wrexham, and Torquay, you can kind of go, oh God, give us a nice easy one to get going, not against teams that have just been promoted. Last year we got Kings Lynn and didn't we, who were kind of
2: and on
3: the and Willston, on the telly up against the big boys of the division. You know they turned up for their cup finals and they got the points they de deserve. Credit to them. Just give me, give me some rubbish. <laughs> the middle of the, the teams that are going to be naff, please. Start and, with Woking, shall we? Yeah, just yeah. <laughs> A team that would be happy in 14. Give us them first at home, please, and and we'll kind of we'll go from there. Um, let's get the first win under our belt. Let's get those first sort of key moments. Let's get Ruben Reed's first goal. Let's get Joe Quigley's first goal. Let's get first clean sheet in the books, nice and early. Let's not go waiting and wondering, and then everyone will it'll it'll calm the nerves like Harry Kane did the other night. Nice third minute goal in the first game, and everyone's settled. <laughs> fine, okay, we're fine. Now. That's, that's that's what we need to get going. Can we it?
1: can we sign Harry Kane?
3: he's be available. Around. Yeah, yeah, it's true. So, yeah. To be fair, mate, there's a there's an Argentinian lad called Leo Messi that's out of contract. Do you reckon we got a few great lines there? I've heard of him. Yeah. fact uh, he's apparently all right, but he's um he's playing in uh, Argentina at the moment, so. Bit bit too small, I think.
2: Probably yeah,
3: way uh, yeah, it's the same as Jordan Green. He'll just sort of disappear off and, and never be seen again. Too small to <laughs> play for this club. Uh,
2: yes yes. That'd be good, wouldn't it, Messi? Um, yeah, so it's 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 um, hard to know what we're gonna do, but let's we'll all try and be a bit more Barrett and yes, get be yeah. more Barrett. Yes, <laughs> try and think everything's gonna be fine. Um, the the chairman, the owner, appeared this week. I forget what happened on June the 28th, the evening of June the
1: 28th. I don't <laughs> know, something it must have been like a full moon or something.
2: Ah, well, yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but uh, whilst, we, whilst we're talking about names that we signed, well, Max May Limited that seemed to be a name That's but, a new uh, that uh, tri- yeah. yeah, that triggered a reaction, wasn't it? So, uh, so yeah, do, do, do you want me to, to tell the story for anyone who didn't know it?
2: <laughs> yeah, you, yeah? I mean, you were the one. <laughs> you know I, you I was one of the, one, I of was the one of the questions
1: up with with everything that was going by uh, posting stories on the website so if you haven't uh, if you haven't caught up with the uh, saga of the evening of June the 28th then uh, go back on the uh, on the news page of uk and you can live it all again can i just uh, say
2: one of one of the questions on the night because someone had replied to a tweet and then someone said who is dave and i think you were dave Oh,
1: I could. There you go. Scott, <laughs> um, personal speech only to me. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah. On the on the 28th of June, all, all viewers of uh, Company's House, which is uh, a lot of people, by the by the sound of it, um, spotted that a company had been uh, registered to um, an address uh, at Hewish Park, Lufton Way, Yeovil, which we might have heard of, um, for a company called Max May Limited. Which um, apparently, according to their registration, specialises in the development of building projects. So, two plus two equals hmm, a company uh, with our chairman, Scott Priestner, as a director, along with um, uh, his friend and associate, uh, Jed McCrory, who he's uh, quite publicly said on a number of occasions is a uh, is a friend of his. So, uh, going into business with a business based at Jewish Park, working well specializing in the development of building projects so say put two and two together and you think well we've been talking about land deals we've been talking about what's going on with the uh, with the with the stadium the south somerset district council deal is it on is it off it, i think it's a fairly reasonable assumption to put together so a lot of people did a lot of people on social media asked the question tweeted scott directly the Glovers Trust put out a statement saying he acknowledged the recent developments, the creation of a new company at Hewish Park, um, and urged the owner to provide supporters to of Town with some clarity on his future plans. Then, uh, at about 20 to 8, um, on June 28, uh, Scott Friesenall took to his Twitter, um, his at Scott Friesenal Twitter page. Uh, and... Um, yeah answered a lot of questions to be fair to him he um one, one thing that he did say was that it had the registration of this company at his park had nothing to do with the oval um and said that it was uh, a new venture so nothing to do with the oval everyone knows about my relationship with jeb McCrory. i've discussed it many times all my companies had addresses changed to Hewish Park as a result of closing my London office and co- managed correspondence in one place. So Scott Breesnall saying that the reason this Max May um, specialising in the development of building project is based at Hewish Park is for ease of correspondence and administration, I would say. Um, so we can maybe have to go back to the company's house and look at all his other companies and see if they were they are all registered at Hewitt's Park. To be fair a lot of them are by the ones i've seen there's a lot of them that are um, so yeah it certainly stimulated a bit of uh, interest from there and lots of lots of questions on other subjects including one um which was uh, are you in discussions with anyone to sell the club uh his response to that was yes I've been approached by a group to buy the club this happens all the time as I've said many times I am also in discussions with various people to invest in the land and the club nothing is finalized as this yet so nothing to update I can't openly announce every discussion I had that was six minutes past eight on the evening of June the 28th so as I say if you want to go and relive the saga you can do that on our UK uh, uh, website but yeah, that seems to be what
2: it is. So what did we make of that then, chaps? I mean, that last bit riled me up. Can't publicly discuss every discussion I have. He hasn't said a fucking word since the end of February. Whoa, have we got a bleak machine? <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: it's true. I wasn't, he hasn't. I, I, I wasn't expecting
2: that. We're not yeah. asking. Fans are not asking every, mm, you know, detail to be communicated. That that's not what they're asking, but after this amount of time to suddenly start replying on, on Twitter to, you know, a select few, because not all the people who are die Argyle Town fans are on Twitter. They're not all going to see it. They're not all on social media. So then, you know, we're going to have a sponsor announced this week, aren't we? Apparently, and the kit's going to be finalized. Like, these are things that for all their faults, the previous ownership would... You know, they'd offer up offer up a choice of kits. They'd communic- That would be the one thing they probably would communicate at the end of the season: is pick which kit you want for the season after. That was their yeah. idea of engagement. For you know, that would cover the lot. You know, it, it's there. There are simple things that don't take a lot of don't take a lot of hard work to do, that have been totally gone, totally gone by the wayside. And yeah, um. Let's hope he. And all we get is one flurry of tweets. Yeah, let, let's hope,
1: and
2: then that's it. Silence again. Let's hope he is is you know he sort of replied to you and said that's not what he meant when you posted the article about him you know being in discussions. But let's hope he is in discussions, and I'd like yeah. I'd like to see okay. change. I think that I was I was quite supportive at the start and even through you know the middle of COVID and all of that, but. Ever since December, ever since especially since February, I think, you know, and and with all that's happened at the club in between February and now, that says all that says all we need to know, in my view. That says all we need to know about the interests in the football club that this man has. Ben,
1: you wanna pick up from
2: there? I just so, heard a mic drop in.
3: So my My concern is that this is what's triggered it. Max May Limited, which has nothing to do with the football club, has triggered his reappearance. not the tragic passing of our captain and the attempts to try and raise funds for him, his family and the legacy that we all want Lee Collins to leave this football club and something that I really, really am hopeful and desperate for this club to do, to try and make sure that this this horrendous tragedy that we've all been through and we've talked at length, about on this podcast, that podcast, I still go back and listen to it now, that first one. And again, I still go back and listen to how passionately we as a trio spoke about that incident. And I've just been back looking through Scott's uh, through social media. One tweet saying, Captain Leader Legend, my captain, on April the 2nd, a couple of days after he passed. And then a single retweet on May the 24th of the crowdfunder campaign. No statement, never sat in front of a camera. And he said, here's what I want to do. Here's my thoughts on retiring a shirt number, working with a charity, having a fundraising day, doing this, doing that. Uh, we've done this, we've done that. None of that was important enough to get Scott Priestnell to talk to the supporters of a football club he claims he has in his best interest. But a company that has nothing to do with the football club, as a quote, was enough. Something's not right there. And I'm, I'm a bit like you, Ian. I was delighted when he took over. He said all the right things. He made all the right gestures. Adam Sandler foundation on the front of the shirt. Recognized that the shirt that Hummel provided to us was was horrendous and changed it. You know, those little things worked. They're good PR strategies. I bought the kits. I, I paid the Crowdfunder money. I bought the streaming season ticket because I felt like I was needing to do my bit. I bought the ticket for the under-18s game that I had no intention of going to because I was 300 miles away. You know what i mean that kind of stuff because i felt like i had someone i could believe it but this is what this is what causes it it feels like it like someone's been found out <laughs> you know when you you know I, i've done it, you know and you feel like you've been caught out at doing something naughty so you try and double down and 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 back yourself into a corner and that's the real one so,
2: yeah and well, what...
3: after all after all this time this is what it's taken for him to reappear on on one night and like you say it disappeared again come out the next day and talk to us come out the next day and and and, and use social media like yeah to, and use social media to your advantage please a statement sit in front of a camera and talk and say here's what we're doing spoken to uh, to uh, x number of people about investing um i know you have concerns over jed mccrory i'm telling you flat out in front of a, a, a camera that he is a friend of mine he is an advisor of mine but due to league rules and his involvement at Stratford Town, we can no longer, we cannot have a, a, a professional relationship with regards to Yeovil Town, XYZ. Yeah. None of that's happened. And that's, that's a real disappointment.
2: Yeah, he seems to enjoy, well, not enjoy, but whenever we've had updates previously, they're always in the form of, you know, like a massive long, you know, a long post on the website and sort of thing, you know rule 101 of comms is you know keep it simple don't complicate the message don't mix the messages so you know it's better to have regular updates rather than
1: uh, well like we said at the beginning at the beginning he did do that didn't he and he did do little twitter videos saying what was the, what was going on and that was good uh, and i'm quite happy to to criticize him and i do criticize him for everything that you fellas have uh, have just said um probably the more galling thing is that you know he can do it because he's done it before so um uh so so yeah why is he you know what why is it all changed now and why are we into like say long rants on uh of, of, of statements being being put out he's done q a's with fans before isn't he well you know why not do something like that um again if he if he's got something that he wants to say and Say the evening of June the 28th would suggest he does have something that he wants to say. Why do it that way? Why not, uh, you know, be a bit more professional about it? He's the chairman of the football club after all, and as he said, for all their faults, John Fry and Norman Hayward, you know, wouldn't. Well, Norman Hayward might not have said anything he, he never really did, did he? But but John, John Fry would have probably taken a more professional approach to this, I think. Whether it would have been any better or worse, I don't know, but. I, I definitely think that he, he would do. So, yeah, I, I agree with everything you guys have said with regards to the timing of it um, and the motives behind it. It all just feels feels wrong.
2: The other thing for me that really wound me up is, you know, him saying how he's had to run the club with no income for the season. yeah. yeah. Which is just a, such a slack. Is he going to give
1: us all our money back, is he, for a crowdfunder? Because he's done it all himself. 50 grand that the fans raised. He's going to give all that back, is he?
2: Yeah, the ticket, the um, yeah. season tickets, the uh, streaming, so much, isn't it? Yeah. streaming yeah. packages. So yeah. much of that. Um, yeah, it's a real shame. Ben, you you know you're uh, an exile up north. You you paid for a season ticket, um, the streaming service. How did it make you feel to to see that? You know the chairman thinks he's had to run the club on no money.
3: It's strange, isn't it? Because I understand when he says no money, he doesn't physically mean zero pound zero pence. He means significantly less than would otherwise have been the case. <laughs> I understand that, but. Because he hadn't communicated, we'd made X amount of money out of this, we'd made X amount of money out of that. We know that crowdfunder at the start of the season made however much it made. I've got two shirts hanging on my wall to prove it. Um, but again, like that's where that's where that communication is broken down. That's where we've been missing. It's actually acceptable. I, we all understand the financial hardship that all football has been in at our level, certainly. So tell us let us understand let us let us kind of get behind it you know come and tell us and say look here are the differences in numbers i don't want to wait till next financial statements are released to figure out and go geez he wasn't kidding was he who knows where we'll be by then so tell us tell us how much we make you 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 must know (laughs) so talk to us and say look revenue is down 94 percent. okay fine Galvanize us into spending more. How are we doing it? Why did we not get the sponsor renewed after we thought we were going to get a sponsor that the Adam Stansel Foundation was only going to be a temporary thing? Why did that not happen? Why did a new sponsor not get announced? Is there going to be a new one? What steps are we being are we taking to do the next one? Don't slap us in the face with a slightly unnecessary wording of no funding. I know you don't physically know no funding because my credit card got charged the appropriate amount of the times that I asked it to get charged. So I know the word no is not, is not the correct word to use, but I understand what the principle is behind it. And again, like you said, Ian, we keep it simple. I'm not asking for pounds and pennies. I'm asking for basic numbers to let me, the idiot punter, understand. If the idiot understands, then the people who actually have some level of sense on the matter will certainly understand. That's, that's, it's not a massive amount to ask. I think it's really not.
2: I think that's why, a, you know, that's why a massively complex issue came up halfway through the season. A situation that's very difficult to explain, very difficult for people to understand to the point that people just switch off and think, oh, yeah, it's probably the best thing to happen. Um, Yeah, I don't think, I, I, you know, that's a whole, another whole situation that. Is still, you know, it's still ongoing, isn't it? We've not heard from the council. We've not heard from the club. We have. Are you talking
1: about the ground? Right. Yeah. I was trying to work out <laughs> you yeah. what this subject was, but yeah, <laughs> to that makes
2: sense. Uh, so. But no, we haven't heard from anyone. No, There's
1: nothing and, from anyone about any of that. And um, we've contacted
2: just... the council. I've I've sent an email to the um, council, you know, communications department to get more information, find out if anything is happening. Um, but I haven't had a reply yet. So I did, I emailed them on Tuesday, chased them up on Friday. So, you know, we'll give them, give them Monday and then knock on the doors again. Um, but yeah, I don't think it's, it's not, I don't know. It feels like we went from nice, cushy, you know, transparency, simple, you know, simple things. And then as soon as COVID hit, it was almost like it was an opportunity to, Not disappear, but you know there there wasn't people on your doorstep every Saturday asking questions. You were able to, um, you know, get out of the spotlight and get away with stuff that you might not got away with with fans uh, around you every week. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, this goes on to one of the questions. Um on at Lecter has asked us um, is new ownership becoming essential? Um, what's, what's...
3: Can we just have good ownership. <laughs> I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Mr. Blobby. I really don't. I really don't. I do not give a monkey's uncle He, did used, at, he
2: did used to live at Cricket St. Thomas Mr. Blobby. Yeah
3: is he did. Yeah he's just down the road. He yeah. might have a few quid knocking about Noel Edmonds is minty. He can call his mate in. <laughs> <sighs>
2: deal, no, that, no, that's deal. a lot
3: I'm, that's all I want. I I don't know enough. I've said it a few times. This stuff goes over my head in one ear, out the out the other a little bit about all this complicated stuff, and I don't understand it. I just want good ownership. I just want a normal, positive. Um,
2: what is good ownership?
3: For fan orientated ownership, who understands, who mm-hmm. understands that they are not going to outlive the generations of supporters who are supporting the football club, they are not going to outstay those supporters. Scott Priestnell or Mr Blobby will be in the football club and out the football club before you pass on your support to your son and he passes his support on to his son and so on and so forth. The Perkins lineage at Hewish Park continues far beyond Priestnell or Blobby or whoever. I'm really looking forward to Mr. Blobby being <laughs> out, <laughs> with
1: our new owner. Okay. But uh, yeah, I, I think I would. Um, the, the thing I would like is to see deeds matched with words. I mean, to be fair, to Scott Presnell, a lot of things that he said when he came in were, fan- were 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 great, and he did talk about being a steward of the club as opposed to the owner of the club. Um, but. His deeds have not been matched by his words i don't think uh he's he's not involved um uh, supporters particularly in, uh, in in anything so yeah i i think deeds matched with words and you know the the revitalization of the ground and all of those things he was talking about about you know wanting to make it a better match day experience i mean i've obviously not been to hewish park for a good while now but from what i can gather it's the match day experience has not um has not improved in the last couple of games um that there were and i know that those games were, were odd situations but it's not like there's been some overhaul of the of the stadium which was something that you spoke about lots of water has gone under the bridge covid's been about uh, and 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 a myriad of other things i think but um i think whoever the owner is whether it is Scott Brees or whether it is Mr. Blobby. I mean, I look forward to his Park being painted in pink with uh, yellow spots, uh, <laughs> for the yellow for spot.
3: Heck of an awake it though, isn't it? It be a heck of an awake it. That's all I'm saying. It would be. Yeah. It
2: would be. yeah. I mean, it's you know, box it'd, box be ni- it, it'd be nice to have hot running water in the toilets, you know, especially in a, in a post COVID world. I think, you know, hot water to wash your hands is probably going to be quite important. Um, you and your crazy demands. Yeah, man. I know. Can you imagine? I must... Yeah. That... Yeah. And how many fires have we had in the floodlights since he's been in charge? <laughs> two? Ice and flood. Is there two
1: fires? I think
2: so. I think so. There He so one... then we need
1: more fires in the floodlights.
2: Don't yeah, we? I think so. <laughs> That's your priority. Yeah, warm, warm it up. Warm it up. <laughs> Maybe you can warm the water. Maybe, the that... toilets, <laughs> Maybe but... it was all part of the plan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, I, I know what you mean and and we need, like you said, you want the actions to match the words and I get this been difficult, but are we the, are we the only club that has, you know, been affected by COVID? It feels like we're the only club who makes excuses about it. And I I don't know, I mean, I don't follow any other clubs particularly closely, but it's, it, I don't know. It feels like it's something that we always say, you know, well, we've lost massive match day income, and then now, how long did it take us to get a really high-quality stream?
1: Yeah. And where's the information with regards to uh, season tickets now, When people want to buy season tickets now? Oh, well, we can't do anything because we don't know what Well, other people are going out there. I yeah. think Dover Athletic <laughs> talking
2: about uh, early bird prices for season tickets. They're cracking on. Why aren't we? Yeah, I mean, what are you ex? What are you expect? Like, I don't understand the thought process either. We're not going to be able to get as many fans in as we would like. So, are they going to charge more so that the match day incomes comes up, or you're going to be able to get as many fans in as you like, and you need to plan for that? I think you just need. <laughs> it shouldn't change. The price of the ticket should not change for either scenario. In my in my view. Maybe they're gonna knock a load of money off, but I think if you were gonna knock a load of money off, you would have been out with that pretty sharpish. Yeah, you would have. Yeah, because that's what people know here. I'd, it's just a, well, it's obviously it's just an excuse, but who knows? When do we find out about the restrictions? <laughs> Wasn't it nineteenth
1: of July? That's
2: You're when we'll that's be... when we'll find out.
1: That's the new Freedom Day,
3: I think.
2: Freedom Day um yeah so we'll find out well before then won't we so i think yeah Mm. (laughs) i
3: I think it's worth noting that that global fans want to help
2: yeah
3: (laughs) we (laughs) want want a better football club (laughs) we we want our football club to exist we want our football club to play well we want to sign nice players we want to play good football we want to have hot running water over at uh hewish Park. we want to have a you know a um, Mr. Blobby Dress Up Centre and whatever uh, you know what I mean. Uh, we we want things to happen. We oh, want what? a matchday experience. You know, <laughs> where you can go and have your picture taken with oh, Mr. Blobby.
2: <laughs> That's like not a Mr. Up. Blobby Dress Up Centre. <laughs> by the way, if, if the Jolly Green Giant isn't matched with oh. Mr.
3: Blobby this season, by the way, as mascot, I'll be fuming. Um, but you know what I mean. We want we want an experience, and we don't mind paying for that experience. Dave, if if a season ticket rolls around for us again. Are we, you know... Hey, man.
1: Yeah, put me down for two. Yeah. Oh, if there's a streaming pass again. And I know they don't have... that—that That is probably something they don't have the, uh, you know, the control over. But if there is a streaming pass again, yeah, I'll have one. Definitely signed up. You and I both signed up for a season ticket straight away, didn't we? So, yeah. yeah exactly. now I loved that last season. Mm. Well,
3: right now, I don't know. Right yes. now, my, my disposable income is going to the Terrace and all their yoga merch. <laughs> 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 if you oh you want yeah. it guys if you want it if you want it come and ask me for it but if you don't someone else is getting it <laughs> ben has to keep buying
1: merch from the terrace because it's...
3: it keeps breaking the yeah. merch that he's not <laughs> yeah. uh, sh- don't say anything about that
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh ben broken it. Mug. it was the freebie wasn't it
3: yeah my daughter got hold of it it's a very nice pen pot now though
2: wow well, yeah. <laughs> A bit later, got a sharp, sharp, sharp edge to it. Yeah, I love it. Um, Do you want to do? There's, there's another question. Um, What striker would you like to join? Who do you think? Lionel Messi. Okay, but who do you think? (laughs) Who do you think we can really afford? Attract to the club.
1: Well, I. I had, I had my attempt to try to guess strikers that could uh, replace um, uh, Rhys Murphy on a, on a blog a few weeks back. And uh, and I, I still think that Andy Dallas, Andrew Dallas, whatever his name is, the lad who was at Weymouth last season, um, who has, hasn't accepted a new contract at Cambridge and therefore um, I'm assuming because of his age would, would require something um, of, a, of a fee don't know where he's going, don't know if anyone else, I'm sure other clubs are interested in him, I know it was speculated, I think Notts County were interested in him at one point, I think if he's been in this part of the world, um, the South West, and obviously, you know, enjoyed himself, then uh, yeah, he'd be, he'd be a good person to um, to, to have about, seems to be not a Murphy necessarily, but he's he's. he's that, that, more of that kind of player than the other two that we've got. So I'd, I'd go with, with him if I, if I was able to pick one.
3: Or Messi. Or Messi. I think, um, I think we're going to be waiting for the loan market for that one. Yeah. Yeah, that's my hunch. I don't think we're going to get a permanent Reese Murphy replacement. I think we'll probably get maybe even two loans, sort of one of it Josh neufel and one, one outright striker. Um, we've obviously got a reasonable record with loanies uh, in terms of. We'll have players going back to clubs saying, yeah, I did okay there. Yeah, I had good fun. You know, I don't know who Luton Town have got in their reserves at the moment scoring goals, but chances are we're in line to get them if they're available for loan um, sort of in a month's time. So, uh, if you want to put an exact name on it, but I think we're probably going to head into the loan market for the placement.
2: Yeah, I just don't... I mean, I don't know. I don't really know much about any of the other players. <laughs> Until they come to Yeovil. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's it's you know it's it's difficult to pick out. molla was
1: the other one that I put on the on the blog, but that was just because we can't talk about signing a player unless they play for. You, seems yeah. to be the only players we can sign are ones we've signed before. But yeah, Olamola, I think, is still available. Still hasn't signed for anybody. anybody
2: Again, I mean this this chap from um uh, Dale Gorman. You know, this is an example of another player that none of us have like, really heard of. But the manager has, you know, these connections, these contacts and is able to find them. So, you know, what's to say in the next couple of weeks, there's not another name that no one's recognised. I'd who... never heard of
1: Reese Murphy before he signed. Yeah. I know you'd heard of him for some random Carling Cup game <laughs> that he plays for Arsenal, but uh, I'd never <laughs> heard of him.
2: Yeah. Uh, and well, and years of playing football manager as well. Oh, um, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other reason. Uh, yeah, so it's it's hard to pick out names, isn't it? I just... I just it's want not more. hard. I did it. Well, yeah.
1: <laughs> it's easy. It's hard to get them right. That's the, that's
2: the hard <laughs> Well, yeah. and Ben has there that was, problem too. There, there was a name. Ewan Pollock. I'm you and,
3: yeah, Ewan Pollock. I'm, I'm waiting for the day signs. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm waiting for the day signs. There is a player who jumped out at me. I think he got released from the National League South and was like a top scorer. Um, I can't think for my life of I me mean, what his name is.
2: Ryan Seager? Oh,
3: no, he wasn't top scorer. <laughs> All right. He wasn't top scorer. And he wasn't it
2: released, was. I don't think either, was he?
3: Yeah, exactly. Uh, but- Jason Pryor of Dorking Ooh. Wanderers got linked with Stockport County. Right.
2: Right. Haven't they got enough? Not-
3: well, I mean, they've got enough strikers. Right? Yeah, you're absolutely right. Um, so, yeah, I think. Yeah, I think he scored a few goals last season in the National League North. I think he makes sense, but I'm not sure if um, he actually ends up getting released. I can't find the information from Dorking Wanderers, and I've been caught off guard trying to find it. That's <laughs>
2: all right. It's all right. Um, well, is there anything else you want to talk about? We've been going for quite a long time tonight. It's been nice to, nice to chat to you again. <laughs> yeah, it's been lovely. It's been lovely, isn't it? Yeah, not enough, have we got any not enough puns you can tell you can tell we've not spoken for a while because we've you know dave hasn't made any shite jokes um <laughs>
3: you have offended the northern irish people though yeah
1: yeah have i You've done a d- dirty impression
2: all but right yeah. well let's hear yours then oh absolutely not i wouldn't i wouldn't <laughs> stoop to that level <laughs> You yeah. did you not already or was that before no. we were recording Oh. I mean, no. Dave, Dave I offended. Dave offended thing. the Northern Irish this morning by calling him Irish.
1: Irish, I did, oh, that's I did, true. Yeah. yeah,
2: that's. You've, you've got to be careful with that. Aren't you?
3: Yeah,
1: yeah, and I upset. I upset Scott Priestnell by repeating something that he said um, publicly <laughs> as well. So I'm upsetting everybody. <laughs> <you know?
2: laughs> there, are, there are a couple more questions. Actually, um, Elliot Watts. Um, hi, Elliot. Who's excited hi, Elliot. to see Mark Little going through players?
1: Elliot Watts. That's who's excited.
2: to Elliot Watts. Next question. Chris Sweet is gorley eyeing up a job at the club. Perhaps under a future administration. Well
3: wow. yeah, have an ambassadorial role. Absolutely.
2: Yes, please. Yeah. Yes, please. Yes, please on both counts. Um is can this squad currently push for playoffs without investment?
1: Well, I would suggest that the amount of players we're signing that there is investment. Yeah. Um. So, and and I think we've we've already discussed, haven't we, that we think this squad can push for playoffs. So, does that answer that question? I do, man. I
2: don't. Well, yeah. I mean, we need to spend we need to spend more money to push for playoffs. So, yeah. know we yeah. can we cannot push for playoffs without signing more players. I no. think this would be my answer to that. Um, Checkbook check, out, Blobby. Is there going to be a change in ownership this season, in your opinion? <laughs> blobby,
3: Blobby,
2: Blobby. <laughs> yeah, you heard it. Here. Mr. Blobby <laughs> is coming in. Oh, did anyone used to go to Cricket and Thomas when Mr. Blobby was there? I went it? a few times. Yeah, I went a few times. It was quite good back in the day, wasn't it? All the animals, yeah, well, the, the seal doing their their thing as well. They did a little show. We got loads of old home video. um Walking around crickets and Thomas. Now it's just no. no. <laughs> this great radio. <laughs> no, it's just a hotel or some bollocks. I think it might crinkly be crinkly bottom. Yeah, crinkly bottom. Very good. I think it's still there. Oh, I, I think it was a while ago. There was some article where someone managed to like find it all abandoned and yeah, stuff.
3: You 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 can walk quite close and then you can kind of hack your way in. I think. Ooh,
2: there we go. We. Oui.
1: Are we? uh this is like an anarchist cookbook or something <laughs> <laughs> we're writing here.
2: An anarchist ben. cookbook. Well,
1: urban uh, the the urban explorer. <laughs> in ben you can hack your way
2: in. <laughs> <laughs> is that like two foot your way in? Yeah. Exactly. yeah. <laughs> Get Mark Little to do it. I think. There we go. There we go. Um, anything else? Do we want to? Not this on the ed? Were there any more questions? I've I'm struggling here. Yeah. We've gotten think... the quiz, haven't we? <laughs> yeah, we do. We do, we yes. Do. And the quiz has Fine. absolutely not been recorded before we've had this conversation. So, absolutely not. Um yeah. stay tuned for the quiz. Uh coming up is Big Ben Barrett ah. versus the reigning champion Nigel Dyson. Um hosted by the what should we call Careful. it the, the the incomparable david <laughs> coates
1: and after a long delay we are back with the quiz and our new champion well probably not that new champion now but fresh from his uh thumping of Ian in the uh, in the last quiz. He's, uh, he's Nigel Dyson back with us? Welcome back, Nigel.
0: Hello there. Yeah, thanks very much for having me back.
1: No, no problem. No problem. And if anyone's got the memories of the last quiz, they will recall that Ben very bravely, um, given his record, uh, put himself forward to take Nigel on in the quiz. Is that right, Ben? Are you still up for it?
3: I, I am up for it. It's, it's a dangerous game to play at the best of times. I think Nigel might be the longest reigning champion now because in between. In, <laughs> in, between, terms, of mon- uh, in terms of weeks. Yeah. Weeks. Yeah. I was trying to describe how I feel about coming up against against Nigel today. And a nice analogy came through to me whilst I was at work today. Uh, are you aware of the competitive eating legend that is Joey Chestnut? <laughs> I can't say I've heard of him, but I'm betting Ian right. has. So, Joey Chestnut is the world record holder for eating hot dogs in America. And today, as we're recording, it's Independence Day, the 4th of July. And every Independence Day, he defends his title. And he is by far and away the best competitive eater the world has ever seen. And he broke his own world record today for number of hot dogs eaten in 10 minutes. With Would anyone like to take a stab at how many hot dogs and buns he got through in 10 minutes? It's going to be
1: something some ridiculous. ridiculous. I'm
3: going to say 51. 51, Nigel, any advances? Oh, it's,
0: it's going to be a ridiculous number, isn't it? Um, Let's go 64, I don't know.
3: <laughs> well, 64 was about 10 to 15 more than the bloke who got in second, wow. but was still 11 short of Joey Chestnut, who broke his own record of 75 today yeah, day. Well, and that's how I feel to and the guy in second <laughs> on fifth <football, laughs> up against Joey
1: Chestnut. No, I don't
3: worry. You, a...
0: you don't have to eat any hot dogs. It's
1: fine.
0: I feel like the Oval Town manager that was appointed and then found out that a world war broke out and, um, you know, someone said, well, he was in charge for seven years and then you find that no football was played for six and three quarters of them. You know. <laughs> good good
1: knowledge, a, I like.
2: Yeah, that's great. Right.
1: Okay, so if we're ready, I will just go through the rules of the game then, because it's been a little while, but um, the game is Yobeltown, Who Am I? So I will read you a little uh, history of the careers of three former Yobeltown players, um, which I've written, um, and the first person to shout out the correct answer is the winner, best of three. If you um, if you if you shout out a wrong answer, you uh, wait for the till I finish the paragraph I'm on, and then I will bring you back into the game. Do we both understand the rules, gentlemen? Yes. Yes. We do. Right. Let's get started then. Okay. I was born in Enfield in 1990 and joined the academy at Tottenham Hotspur at the age of 16. In my second season, I was top scorer in the academy side and was rewarded by then Spurs boss Harry Redknapp with a start in the UEFA Cup away at NEC Nijmegen, replacing Fraze Campbell up front for the last seven minutes. I made a further Jonathan appearance Abika. against Chattard- Say that, again, yeah, Nigel? Jonathan Abeka. Jonathan Abeka is correct, yes.
0: Oh. There you go. I was trying to remember oh. which Tottenham player was a striker. I was- <laughs> I knew, the, I knew it was going to be one of those Tottenham low knees and I couldn't remember which one it was likely to be and then it suddenly came to me.
1: I, I purposely put the, someone from Tottenham because I thought, well, that's at least a dozen of players, isn't it? So, that's well, right,
3: right. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: Very good. Jonathan Abeka, right. what one nil to Nigel then.
3: I, I very nearly said Danny Hutchins, but he's the right back, isn't he?
1: He is the right back, yeah. yeah. If he was top scorer in anything, I'd be impressed by that one. <laughs> okay, right. Ready for the second one? Come on, okay. Right. I was born in Liverpool in 1995, but it was in the New Forest that my footballing career began. Turning out for Burwood Town, the 19-year-old, in the 2014-15 season, proved a very successful one for me. Picking up awards at the end of season, including Player of the Year and Goal of the Year. I got 19 goals in 38 games for Verwood and joined Paul Town in 2015, playing just six times, but I did score once. Um, But I played well enough to catch the eye of Steve Claridge, who was then Salisbury City manager. Aside from a brief period uh, where I returned to Merseyside to try and win a professional contract, uh, I was at Salisbury for four years, played 198 times, scoring 42 goals. And there, I also caught the eye of a certain Darren Style, who gave me my first professional contract when I joined Town at the start of the 1920 season, the 2019 2020 season, that should be, um, and the club's first in the National League. I was straight into the action midfield alongside Lawson, yeah, Matt Worthington, Chris Dagnall. and the Say again? Chris Dagnall? Not Chris Dagnall. No, no. So you're, you're, you're out until I bring you back in. Ben, this is your chance. Okay. Uh an opening day defeat at Barnet. My first goal for Yeovil, fourth appearance in a three one win at scoring the third on the ninth. Nigel? Tom Whelan. Tom, Tom Whelan is correct.
3: Nah. <laughs> oh the drama.
2: I, I'd have won <laughs> by I'd have won by now, just so you know.
1: <laughs> there you go. Yeah, the voice in the back sorry mate. Yeah, winners, winners don't get to say that. Right, okay, well, this is the decider then. Okay, I was born in the London borough of New Cross in February 1995 and began my career as an 11 year old in the academy at Fulham. I spent five years at Craven Cottons before being released, with coaches telling me I was too small to be a professional at just five foot four. Following my release, I ended up playing around the. Sorry, say again. Did someone shout out at answer then
0: no not, not me
1: all, oh. all right thank you fine i'll carry on following my release i ended up playing around the non-league circuit most successfully in the southern league for banbury united where i scored four times in 19 games at the time i was actually working as a shelf stacker at my local waitrose and i thought oh. about, i thought about quitting football uh, until until i was offered a trial at premier league Bournemouth in nine in 2015. Got on, Nigel. I can hear you saying something.
0: Um, I should know who this is, and I can't. Right. Think.
1: Okay. I'll carry on. I'll carry on. I paid for myself to get down there on trial, and impressed enough in friendly to be awarded a one-year deal. At the start of the 2016-17 season, I was loaned out to Newport County, then playing in League Two. I played sixteen times in that season, scoring twice. But it was oh, not Matt a- Worthington. No, not Matt Worthington. Was that yeah. you, Nigel? No.
2: Okay. That was okay. Ben. That was Ben.
1: Right. You're out you're, you're, you're out for the next paragraph then, Ben.
2: Come on. This, okay. is, this is an easy one. <laughs> <laughs> Stop heckling.
1: Uh, but, it, but it was not enough to save me from release by Bournemouth. And in the summer of 2017, I was picked up by Darren Way. Ben, you're back in. He uh, described me as quick, clever and difficult to mark. And I became a regular starter out wide for the Glovers. Scoring my first goal in the 89th minute of an FA Cup tie at Port Vale in December 2017 to earn a replay and quite possibly keep Darren in his job. We went on to beat beat, Vale in the replay and earned an FA Cup tie against Bradford in January 2018, where I scored again. We faced Manchester United in the next round and lost 4 0. I finished. Jordan Green. Correct. Jordan Green it is. Oh my word! I thought I was going to go all the way to the end there. That would have been naughty. Ah, oh. so there we go. I
0: need some pre-season training, I do. I tell you.
1: There you go. There was a. There was a. Yeah, we has been out of practice a little bit, Nigel. So don't beat yourself up about it too much. <laughs> right. Well, Ben, do you have any final words?
3: Oh, I'm genuinely final. Good.
2: Final. Final. Not final. <laughs>
3: I am genuinely gutted. For half a millisecond there, I thought I stood a chance. I very nearly said Ryan Seager, but he was Southampton's youngster, wasn't he? Not Bournemouth. Right. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's what I was saying. Yeah. I, I keep coming back to Ryan Seager. I uh,
2: mean, as soon as you said five foot four, I was, yeah. we haven't had very many small players other than Darren Way and Lee Johnson. Yeah. No. Yeah, I'm yeah, just trying the to rack my brain trying
0: to... <laughs> um, you know and, yeah, uh, yeah got there in the end
1: well there you go yeah, well played Nigel well played well, Thank you played, very-
0: well done to all
1: <laughs> okay right well Nigel that means you're back again then and we'll, we'll have to have a think about uh, what we do we might have to put out an appeal for someone to, uh, <laughs> to come on and take you on we'll uh we'll throw it out to the listeners and see if anyone fancies coming on to take you on
0: okay yeah I'm up for that that's no worries
1: Oh, there you go. Fighting talk, everybody. If anyone fancies
2: taking on Nigel, give us a shout. Thanks to Dave and Ben, as always, and Nigel, the reigning champion. Uh, If you do want to go up against Nigel, uh, which is going to be a hell of a challenge, uh, just get in touch with us on, on Twitter and make sure you're following us on Facebook and keep looking on the website because... We're going to be posting as much as we can. If you want Town News, obviously you're listening to this anyway, so you know about the website. But, yeah, we're cracking on and we're continuing to put out stuff as and when we find it. And thanks to everyone who has been sending us messages and is going on the website. It's really, really appreciated. And as we said at the start of this podcast, make sure you listen to those interviews with Kevin Cole Hugo Rodriguez and Ben Smith, uh, and the Graham Roberts one as well for the... For the uh, more experienced fan, let's say, um, great chats, really good and, and fun for us to do as well. So uh, enjoy them, and uh, we'll be back soon.
3: And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock lands it in. There's
0: Lindergaard making for his back
2: pedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's by the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it
3: for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start! Madden, after just six minutes gives Yeovil the lead.
2: Stansfield, good turn away from John.
3: Goal.